0: Ben Grimm, and that really is my name, filling up my plate, got a local TV station job, along with my bartending gig and trying to do this podcast, so not going to talk a whole lot about that, but that's what's been going on, In South by Southwest, oh, South by, so exhausting to even say, and so many bands and so little time, which is why I talk to a film person, and just did that. So I have an interview with Sophie Jansen. I think it's a good show, good interview. Let's check that out and listen to Sophie and I as I contemplate doing a Reggie Watts-style segue. Hmm, I'll, I'll just stick with what I normally do. Maybe Reggie Watts segway's coming soon. I'll think about it. Sounds good. So Sophie Jansen, you're a film journalist uh, for filmabides.nl, which is a website in the Netherlands, the Netherlands, excuse me. See, my English is getting weird after a (laughs) beer or two. You are from Amsterdam and a a new friend from Amsterdam now. Yes. And you're here for South by Southwest. Absolutely. Thanks for doing the show.
1: I'm happy to be
0: here. Do you sleep with that badge on? Have you been sleeping uh, no, with your badge? No, you you have actually, it on right now.
1: I've actually been taking it off when I've been going to like the cooler part of town, like when I'm in a hip bar, I just don't want to wear a badge with my name tag on it. It kind of takes the mystery away, so yeah. I've been taking it in and out of my bag.
0: Well, very nice. So, a film journalist here for South by Southwest. Talk about, you know, what's that like your reporting style kind of you know you are here to work, not just sightsee and be a tourist and or do the touristy thing,
1: yeah, but as a journalist, that's yeah, the difference' not that big. the thing is um so I've been to a lot of film festivals as a journalist and just seeing movies and talking to people and writing about the movies, but South by is so different because film is such a tiny part of the festival. I've got a little bit of fomo, especially you now with the music going on, it's uh it's like I'm only a teeny tiny part of the festival, and there's so much going on that I don't even know about.
0: It is hard to do music and film.
1: Yeah, in, maybe in I'll week. try next year. Like, do film by the day and music at night. That sounds like fun.
0: Yeah. So, c- kind of what I was asking was like your reporting style. Sorry. Like, what are you like? How do you know? How do you handle? Kind of, how do you do that? Like, what's you're watching these films all day? And, you know, how are you uh, coming out of the theater or you're? writing things down in the theater and it's dark?
1: No, I don't do that because um, I just can't write my own handwriting when I come out, so there's just no point. But what I do, well, up front I make a selection, of course, of films that look interesting that I want to see. And then while I'm here, you talk to a lot of people, like in line or in bars, and you pick up the buzz and think, what's good? And um, actually, whenever I'm in a film, when I'm seeing it, I already kind of like make up lines that I want to say in my head, I guess. And then maybe twenty, thirty minutes after, I'll make some notes and I'll write the review a few hours after. And I don't take notes because I always think that um if I don't remember it thirty minutes or a few hours after I've seen the movie, it's probably not important enough to write down anyway. Didn't make so an impression. No, exactly. It's uh the stuff that you l- that that stays with you about a movie. That's good. That's the good stuff. It Take some time to process a film.
0: Yeah. So, was that a completely crazy question, or do film people, film industry types are writing things down in the dark during the movie? There's these people with like
1: these little pens with lights on it. and they're (laughs) Super annoying. (laughs) Yeah. Not so bad here. Kind of like like having a phone out. Sorry?
0: Kind of like having a phone out a little bit.
1: Yeah. Like a little tiny flashlight. Pretty much like that.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So, what made it? What's made a big impression this week? Uh film You wise? saw Born to be Blue, Ethan yes. Hawk playing Chet Baker. You know, that's, we can talk about, that's music.
1: That's made a big I can't, impression, can't wait actually. to catch that. that. No, it's really good. I was, um, I've seen a lot of music biographies. Like, my love of film kind of started with the film Walk the Line, the Johnny Cash film. Did you see that? Yeah. With Joaquin Phoenix. And every music biography I've seen so far after that has been kind of, like, following the same pattern. Like, there's the difficult childhood and the success and the drugs and the women and the downfall and then the crawling up slowly again. And I was thinking this was going to be like the same kind of thing. And in a way it is, but it only tells a really small part of his story. It's like on a micro level and I really liked it. And it's got a very distinctive style about it. And Ethan Hawke is really good. That's a good movie. I Listeners go see awesome. that movie.
0: Yeah, I think Ray... Probably Ray did it for me over over walk the line, but that is I guess a predictable thing with those movies. Yeah, like, like you just said that that whole storyline of you know their troubled childhood, drug addiction, and then they kind That's of go Archibald. ride a roller coaster. Yeah, and then they you know they have a bad manager.
1: Yes, but those <laughs> movies I,
0: those movies I love them. I love watching them, and I think maybe it was the Austin Chronicle that uh, they were talking to Ethan Hawke and or Linklater to, or Linklater was a part of that interview, but um Ethan Hawke was saying he didn't want it to be about just drugs, he didn't want it to center around a drug addiction movie because that's just been done before, so it was a little bit different, it wasn't just about all the yeah. b- drugs.
1: The thing is, I don't know anybody who knows a little bit about Chet Baker, and I happen to do so because he died in Amsterdam and that's where I'm from, so it's kind of like a local legend back home. Um, everyone knows he remained a heroin addict for the rest of his life so once you know it you can also kind of let go of it and just uh, focus on the other things and the other things are so important because it's also because of the drugs in the film uh, he gets beaten up and he loses all his teeth so he gets fake teeth and he has to learn uh how to play the trumpet all over again and that um it's about that process mainly and also there's a woman who's really by his side but not without conditions and she's also very good there's so much to enjoy. It's not just about the drugs. The drugs are just a teeny tiny part.
0: Okay, well, great. I, I can't wait to see that. And you're the editor-in-chief at filmabides.nl? Yes. And how long, how long has this been happening?
1: Uh, I've been editor in chief there about a year and a half. And before I did the same kind of job, but with a student newspaper. And I just uh, switched to the grown-up stuff. Did you help
0: start the website, or how did all this, kind of, like give me some uh, background on that.
1: No, the, a colleague, I also work at a small film festival back home, and a colleague of mine who works there, he was actually the founder of this website, he was my predecessor, and he um, he knew my work, he'd seen what I did with the student newspaper, and he asked me to, um, he got a new job, and he asked me to uh, fill his shoes.
0: Okay. You can access it here, I guess you guys are having problems with it, it pops up that, when it, whenever you try to load the site on, I think, Firefox and Chrome, it says, like, this is an attack website. Yeah, it's I malware. Know. I know. You can get past that. But it's it is nuts. a legit website. It's a
1: legit website, and we're fixing that problem. I'm just really bad with the technical stuff. I have a guy for that. But there's a time difference, and we're totally safe. Only problem is we're in Dutch, so use your Google Translate.
0: So everything with, with Google Translate, it'll all come out. It'll, yeah. it'll all still read, read well. I
1: think so. I haven't tried, actually, but... It's film reviews, so, you know, uh, the form it takes, it's not that difficult, I think. Say,
0: say something in Dutch, like, hi, how are you, or just say, like, a, what's a saying in Dutch?
1: What's a saying? You know, uh. like, we
0: say, er, around here, we were like, we say, hi, how's it going, or something like that. Like, what's something in Dutch?
1: Hey, alles goed?
0: No, that's really uh, quick, that's brief. <laughs> hey,
1: alles goed? Yeah, ja, met mij ook goed. Uh, leuk that you er bent. That's like, hey, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Nice to see you. Yeah. And Dutch <laughs> is,
0: I mean, so is it, every, is it kind of really just brief and to the point? And
1: um not, I don't think it's as brief as English because when books are translated into Dutch, they turn out to be a little more pages all the time. But um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know, <laughs> but the thing is, I think in Holland we uh, talk less, like interactively. Whenever you walk into a sh- shop or anywhere about here, business, like you're not. People are asking, like, "Hey, how are you?" and you say, "I'm good. How are you?" That doesn't happen in Dutch. You just say, "Hey," that's it. So there goes your word count.
0: Okay. So you rode the Mister Robot Ferris wheel.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a big. Uh, they only major. had it up
0: for two days, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think for the whole um, interactive part. Okay. Yeah.
0: So they had there's a giant social media promo. Yeah, on the, on, the, on the fence of that, on that, yeah.
1: It was kind of like um, I don't I've only seen like one episode of Mr. Robot. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's about hepper- hackers who like defy society and like Facebook, and they hate that stuff, right?
0: Yeah, bringing down capitalism and like organized yeah. businesses like that
1: so this um this ferris wheel wasn't like a big parking lot and it was like spray painted and there was graffiti everywhere mr robot style and it said like society sucks social media sucks get off social media and beside that there was a little sign saying if you post it on social media please use the correct hashtag <laughs> like,
0: mm. very something ver- really wrong yeah Weird. But
1: it was still super busy there and come on, they yeah. had a the Ferris wheel, so who cares?
0: It's good promotion, but it doesn't Yeah, it doesn't fit the especially the like the really hardcore fans of that show would not appreciate that.
1: I'm wondering how many of the people who wrote the Ferris but wheel But it is actually just a show. show.
0: It is just a show, right.
1: Yeah, that's true as well. Yeah, I don't uh, it's not a show that really appeals to me. It's not the... I like costumes. I like big things. I like dragons. So it's not my kind of like show. Dragons. I like dragons. You're a big Game of Thrones yeah. fan.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's big around here. What else uh I don't know. What else do you really ge- uh, give a lot of attention to and love to write about?
1: Um, yeah, I do write about uh TV shows as well. We write uh, recaps. Right now I'm writing about Better Call Saul, which I really like. And I like girls. I like Broad City. Yeah.
0: So it's, a lot of, so it's mostly like recaps and reviews? Or it's recaps, it?
1: reviews, also interviews sometimes. I interviewed a German director who came all the way down to America to talk to a German person. Uh, but back home in Holland, I do a lot of interviews as well. And sometimes more like um, I studied uh, film was my major, but not in a practical way, but film and philosophy, like film as a science. So I do a lot of analyses with like a philosophical background, write about films, go more in-depth. That's what I do as well.
0: Talk about your writing style a little bit. Do you really put a lot of opinion in there, or you're really just trying to maybe explain deeper like themes in the sh- in in the shows and, and films?
1: A little bit of both, I guess. Um, I could never write something that's completely not opinionated. Also, because I think um, you can read unopinionated stuff everywhere, and an opinion is kind of what gives an article character. But on the other hand, I do try to stay objective at least in the beginning and with an analysis I try to keep it like scientific I'm making like science with my hands but you can't you're you making that. science yeah <laughs> air quotes air <laughs> air quotes with my hand but <laughs> just so you know um yeah I do try to keep it light uh I like uh I like making jokes and I don't want to hide them when I'm writing so I I suppose my articles are kind of funny but I also take film very seriously. I love film as an art form, and I, maybe naively believe that film can change the world. So I always do write with kind of like respect to my subject. I love film. I take film very seriously. But there is a humor to my writing style. I guess that's how I would describe it myself. Okay.
0: So you met the guy. Who did you meet from Rotten Tomatoes today?
1: Oh, I met Matt actually. Yeah. What's that? Matt Etchety, that's his name. I met him. He's very nice. He's the editor in chief of Rotten Tomatoes. Editor in chief. Okay, that's what you were saying. He's a big saying. guy in the film criticism world.
0: Do you think there's too much, you know, maybe too many critics out there? Like that, I, I know there's a lot of watered down, really cranked out movies that just, you know, things that are really thrown together. But maybe too many, too many critics in the film world. Like, or or, or too many people that are really hard on things then don't give it a chance
1: well maybe here in america back in back home where i'm from the film criticism is uh, still very small we only have a small number of reviewers but i do get what you're saying like sometimes films don't even get a chance to be valued by the audience because j ju- because, because of a critics see it beforehand and just yeah after all it's just a small number of people but I do take criticism very seriously myself because, like, the audience, of course, is always right in a sense, but people do see some shitty movies. They go to Transformers and there's some beautiful <laughs> it's stuff so funny out you just said that. that no one sees. Yeah. So, in that sense, I do believe in criticism and I think it should be taken seriously.
0: Yeah, it seems like Transformers is the always, that's what's inserted when, for a crappy yeah. movie. <laughs> <But> have you <laughs> seen it? Insert Transformers, movies? yeah. Okay. That's yeah, good. yeah, I've seen them. It's yeah, it's one of the it's one of those things. It's an American thing to very much so it's summertime, there's nothing on TV, there's nothing on television. It's something to do. So they mm-hmm. go so it's like millions of people giving money, they keep giving money to these movies and they do the focus groups. And we like you know, a lot of people think just stop, it's like for the love of God, stop going to see these horrible movies so they'll stop making them but yeah. there's just too many people it
1: doesn't work like that
0: they go pay the money to see the movie and that you know in the the production departments or whoever is funding the movie you know they do their focus groups and say well it's selling tickets so let's make another one let's do that and let's make transformers 9
1: yeah the studio movies it's literally all about money it's uh, yeah
0: out of control
1: uh, I I don't know enough about the industry to say that but it does seem kind of depressing and i think it's also uh with the whole talk about being oscar so white and not enough roles for females with these big studios being so powerful and so successful and having so much money that's kind of preventing change i think
0: yeah well so you've been seeing some music things you've also yeah you've been getting kind of hanging out on congress so you've you've seen some music stuff yeah yeah i have
1: it's uh I like South by Southwest, but I get a feeling that whenever you come to Al- Austin, there'll be good live music. So in that case, it doesn't matter whether you go here or not. Yeah. Whether you come here during South by. That's you it, saw Sweet is. Spirit. They I saw made Sweet an impression. Spirit, yeah. And just completely randomly, I just walked into this place. I heard some music, walked in, and there they were. And they were so... um Yeah, the vibe was really good. I love them on stage. Very good. And I saw some other things as well. Names... Red, red red, line, red light, something. I don't even know. Tons remember. of
0: bands. Yeah, it is a weird thing. Like, since I do focus on local music and during South By, you know, tons of bands come into town and it's hard to kind of dig through all of those ban- weird band names, tons and tons of names that I've never heard of before. And just, it gets pretty creative. Uh, <laughs> well, Do512 does always like a like a best band names, worst band names, kind of th- kind of list, because there's just such <laughs> it's so, well, such what, weird stuff.
1: Do you have, do you have any examples? Uh, I don't have any. Names? I don't
0: have any examples at the moment. It's like, uh, <laughs> you know, like like wood butt. Like you were saying earlier, wood like butt. in <laughs> Amsterdam, like there when you sit in a theater too long or the seats not comfortable enough, you
1: you get wood butts, You yeah. get wood
0: butt. Like your butt's falling asleep. That could be. That's a band name. That's probably yeah. that they were in town this weekend. Woodbutt played.
1: Oh, good. <laughs> it's like Parks and Recreation with Maserati and Scarecrow Boat. Did you see Parks and Rec?
0: Uh, I'm not a. I've s- seen a couple episodes. Yeah, I'm not an avid watcher of that. There's
1: one band member in that cast, and he keeps coming up with terrible names. It's very funny.
0: So we were kind of getting to know each other earlier, and you were saying that it's it's really nice that everywhere you go here, you you know, you're just walking to a gas station or just places where music is being played um you know on a speaker like in in the store that it's nice that it's good it's refreshing from where you're from because
1: music here is good like everywhere it's like not just at the stages or bars but also when you go into like a shop or when you go to the in the south by southwest festival shuttle which i've been in a lot or when you go in an uber and the radio is on there's good music there's guitars i love that back home when you go into like a shop it's terrible like easy listening or justin bieber
0: it's always a lot of house music and
1: yeah in clubs there's wait justin bieber, bieber is
0: everywhere oh
1: yeah we love justin bieber back home oh
0: no yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> apparently that last album is big but but anyways that's what i like about this town it's um it kind of respects good music it's not li- yeah it's it's uh music is played on Instruments and that's uh, <laughs> that's seems nice. Seems to be a, a philosophy nice. here. Yeah, it's not a laptop. I don't know if you agree, it's
0: not a. Laptop. No, I agree. Yeah, when I well, when I if you have ever if you ever go to Las Vegas and I've been there, um, uh, two years ago. That's that was my one complaint about that place is that it's mm-hmm. just like really bad, like top forty, like really fast, catchy top forty is played everywhere you go, and it starts to depressing. it starts to really like drill into your brain. Yeah, it's bad.
1: But other than that, you like Las Vegas?
0: Yeah, th- there's a couple of other things, but I did like it a lot. It's a really crazy, strange town, um, certainly to be experienced once in your yeah. lifetime.
1: Yeah, I'd be broke in a minute. I, I shouldn't go there.
0: Well, what else, uh, you know, like cultural, like what's the food, like what's a comfort food for you guys? You know, like we, we go out, we eat tacos it and so stuff. Yeah. Well, we what's get the comparative a lot of for that?
1: There's a lot of Turkish and Moroccan people living in Amsterdam. So we get a lot of kebab. And there's Turkish pizza, which is pretty much... Well, it's a bit like tacos, actually, or burritos. But it's like Turkish style with garlic sauce and meat. And it's really good. And we've got chips. Everyone is... We call it patats. Fries, uh, yeah. Fries with mayonnaise. That's what we put on them. And that's, mayo.
0: Uh, yeah, that's a... Yeah, mayo.
1: That's like from pop Fiction, what they say. That's true. We do eat mayo on our... On On everything, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah. Oh, you just like it on your fries? Mainly fries, mainly fries. So that's what we eat like at midnight after uh, after clubbing.
0: So Rotterdam versus Amsterdam.
1: Uh, Talk about that. I live in Amsterdam, and there's like a classic feud that's mainly concerned with soccer. But I actually love Rotterdam because Rotterdam is. um, it's hip. Rotterdam is very modern because Amsterdam is historic and teeny and tiny and filled with tourists, but Rotterdam was actually um it was bombed during World War Two. So everything is it's rebuilt? It's rebuilt and it's gorgeous. Some parts are ugly, but in a good way. Because sometimes ugly can be good, I think. And there's a lot of modern architecture, and also Rotterdam has a film festival, which is one of the biggest in Europe, and it's really good. So I like Rotterdam. I might move there someday when the tourists of Amsterdam start really driving me crazy. I might just run away to Rotterdam.
0: And you're from, you said, 30 minutes from Amsterdam?
1: Leiden, yeah. It's a university town.
0: Okay. So no dogs and no cars
1: hardly any dogs like there's people with dogs but they live like in the suburbs like none of my friends have dogs that's something i uh really have to get used <laughs> to here i'm not really good with dogs <laughs> and that's also and also like the only p- people i know who have a car is my parents i don't know anyone who drives that's because everyone it's it's a small country you can drive through the entire country in three hours so you don't need a car yeah that's just it
0: so coming, this is your first time coming to Austin and coming to South by Southwest. It's, well, what really sticks out to you?
1: The weather, uh, the space and the people. Everyone is so nice. It's I almost had to get like used to it. The people just will talk to you out of nowhere and just be genuinely interested in who you are and what you do. And I was like. Is this for serious? I had I really had to get used to that because where I'm from, people just live like beside each other, but like generally avoid each other. Like back home, everyone is a stranger until they become your friend. And here it's almost like the other way around. You're friendly to everyone, unless it turns out that you really don't like them. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, yeah, I like that people are so friendly. I'll miss that.
0: Is there a lot of? So you have, so you said you have a lot of roommates in, in your living yes. situation well what are some like what are some social norms that like, like when you're making new friends or you're in a friend group you know what you know what I mean kinda talk about that yeah, some social
1: norms um yeah, well, the way of making friends is just uh meeting other friends' friends that's how you do that like when you uh meet your friends' roommates or meet your roommate friends and um or colleagues that's just how it happens and uh getting drunk is generally a big part of it, so yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that's, I guess that's a universal, inter, you know, all over the world yeah. to to get to know somebody. Yeah. But is Facebook a huge thing? Or are you, like, really, really kind of, like, like liking each other's stuff and posting pictures? Is that is that a uh, thing in your culture?
1: Facebook used to be a big thing, like, a few years ago. Like, the tags are all over the place. But now, not so much. Now, Facebook is more, like, for party invites. But Instagram is a big thing. We're all cramming. And then, um, but also, we've also come back to, like... Uh, The more analog entertainment, like um, pub quizzes and like board games in bars, are a big thing back home right now. Everyone's playing games somehow, and also, um, yeah, watching uh, soccer, football, as we call it. uh, Have you played Cards Against
0: Humanity? Yes, we do that all the time. I love that
1: play. Love that play. Love that game.
0: It's uh, it's turned into like a, it's infiltrated like family events at Thanksgiving where Grand like Grandma and your uncle and. It's a strange game to play with your family members. That you have yeah. to. It's like you're, make grandma read this card because it's not gonna really disturbing. <laughs> you don't. You know what? You guys don't want to do that.
1: <laughs> nah, no, maybe later. Maybe when, later. Maybe around Christmas time, but yeah.
0: Yeah, that's kind of a weird thing.
1: Yeah, and it's also you say some terrible things, and with your friends, you know, it's okay. It's just okay, but with your we family, say, it's like, different. People, this is a judgment free zone. It's okay, but you need to know people. Yeah,
0: yeah, and families are starting to play that game now. Yeah, young and old, and it's really weird.
1: Yeah, they should make like a child-friendly version with like poop jokes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Duty face card.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, what uh, have you worked on any film sets? Have you been on any Uh, any film? Just really small
1: ones back in college. Uh, Production-wise, I don't know much. But I have worked on a film festival, so I could tell you something about that. <laughs> no, film sets hardly, hardly. I'm more on the the other side of it of this thing.
0: Yeah. So you're leaving tomorrow. Yeah. And you're going from Houston to Manhattan to to then what? So you're like you're you're here for three months. Two, two months. Two yeah. months.
1: Yeah. The thing is, I'm going to a festival here, uh, South by, of course. This There's is the first stop. Yeah, this is the first stop. And then I'm going to, uh, end of April, I'm going to Tribeca Film Festival in New York. And I decided to just uh, stick around for the time in between. So now I'm also going to a small theater festival in New Orleans. And, uh, yeah, just experience America, which is fun. But you've
0: been to the States before. This is not Just New York. Just New York. And it's York. very
1: different from here.
0: Yeah, because that's international people everywhere.
1: Yeah, it's actually more like home than it is like here, I think.
0: A really bu- bustling city. Yeah. So you're, do- you're doing some of that by yourself, but you have you're meeting some people as yes. you go to yeah. New, you said New Orleans too. Yeah, uh, that's that's awesome. That's a huge undertaking. I'm looking forward to New
1: Orleans. It's like Austin is like the live music capital of America, but New Orleans is also supposed to be really good. And it's also a kind of, the kind of city that I've read about in some books and I've seen it in movies. And it's a place that Always it's a huge. It's turning into another something.
0: Hollywood. A lot of it's like a huge film industry yeah. there now.
1: I heard Brad Pitt lives there.
0: Who's that? <laughs> Brad Pitt. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, I thought you sorry. said Brett. Some Brett. Somebody. Oh, Brad Pitt. Okay. I
1: thought, I thought you were joking. Uh, Brad Pitt. Who's
0: that? <laughs> Darn it! I ruined that. <laughs> yeah. How'd you go in for a second?
1: Could have been a good joke.
0: Make sit here and make you explain Brad Pitt for ten minutes. Like, what is he, what has he done?
1: <laughs> yeah, he's like Thelma Louise.
0: <laughs> yeah, Fight Club, probably my favorite movie. I think, and, and Snatch, right? And Snatch, yeah, mm. those two are in or up there. I, what's yours? Like, what are my your favorite your
1: Brad Pitt movie or movie well, in general?
0: Like movie in general, and then you could say Brad Pitt movie.
1: Okay, uh, my favorite movie in general. Well, there's two. One is a German movie called The Lives of Others. It's I think I've heard about that. Yeah, it's about the Cold War in Eastern Berlin, and actually, there it features a guy who is like listening in on people. He's with the the Stasi, the secret service. Like Gestapo. Yeah, no, not like that. That was in a war, but they're like uh, agents making sure that everyone is being good. that people are being good communists, so being he's good listening communists. in. Them. So the whole movie is so <laughs> many shots of him bearing these big headphones and just listening. So yeah, I'm kind of reliving it now with these headphones. And my other favorite movie is actually Days and Confused by Richard Linklater, which I just love. And you saw Everybody Wants Some. That's also good. Not as good, but that's also good. But yeah, Days and Confused. It's everything I could ever want from a movie. It's perfect, and I love the music in that. Boyhood
0: work. was, you know, Boyhood had a huge effect on me when yeah, I walked when me. I walked out of that movie, in oh, so many you know familiar places of where, you know, I went throughout my life, and you you know even with my parents too. The same goes for them. I don't I don't. We never really discussed the movie, but interesting. Yeah, to think about.
1: I like hearing that. It makes me want to see it again. But like you should be really happy here in Texas to have someone like Linklater too. Show the world it is what good. it's like here. It's not all rednecks yeah. and cowboy hats. Exactly. It's, uh, it's a world on its own. And it's a beautiful place. And I think Linklater is so, so good. And you should be happy to have him.
0: Do you have some friends that think that we all ride horses to work or something like that?
1: No. No, because They're my a bit smarter than they're, they're
0: smart enough to know now. Yeah,
1: because we all know about like Austin is like the cool place in Texas. And everybody's heard of South by Southwest. So they ha- And we're all like big link later fans like i know a lot of movie fans of course because that's how you make friends so we do know that texas is something different but still whenever when i said i'm going to texas everyone was like yeah howdy uh, y'all there is
0: someone there is there is someone that does ride a horse around town though or a couple like a married couple you can see it like east caesar chavez they go out on like friday nights they so I that actually that. does oh. happen. It happens.
1: I saw the bats. I missed that. So
0: okay. they do ride their horses. Actually, I saw them at Riverside in 35 the other day. He was yeah. riding their, their riding a horse across the highway That's on, cool. on the Riverside Bridge. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's cool. But we have back home, we have an old man in yellow Speedos who just, just wears Speedos, and he drives around old the city. Old Speedo Dan. Up. Yeah. In my In, my, in my
0: college town, we had a, a guy named Frisbee Dan who was – you know, he was in the University Park. You know, everyone's young and a student, but there's this one middle-aged guy, and you know, at uh, playing frisbee, he uh, you know just looking for someone to play frisbee with. Sometimes playing frisbee by himself, but Frisbee Dan.
1: He's <laughs> like Matthew McConaughey's character he, he, from Days and Confused. A little bit, then yeah.
0: And I'm glad he never wore a speedo. That was that was <laughs> a plus. I think that's why everyone. Left him, he's like, you're cool, you can hang out here. Yeah, frisbee. Just don't take, you know, leave some clothes on. <laughs> so, favorite Brad Pitt movie?
1: Mm. That's more difficult. Uh, oh, can I have a minute for this? I'm just going to yeah. uh, go through my head, because he's pretty good, but I've seen him in some crap.
0: Some crap.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was in the Coen Brothers movie that was okay.
0: Well, we can come back to that. Yeah, so yeah. So the film give me a I minute. the film I saw um, uh, my friend that uh, is a f- uh, part of the process of that film and the director of uh, cinematography, The Alchemist Cookbook, which is a Joel Petrikas film, and they, you know, all their screenings sold out and were packed, and I think great things are going to happen for them. He he was explaining in the Q and A after the movie that you know, the director's style, there's not a whole lot of exposition, and there's no background on them. Is that something that you like sometimes with films, or do you like exposition, you like things kind of explained to you, you like background?
1: Oh no, I like that. I like it because it shows that the filmmaker has some guts, because that's the hard way, you know, That's it's not easy to make people like your film if you don't work hard to make them like your main character, and that's it shows that they have some balls, and that's something I always appreciate. So, yeah, some of my favorite movies are ones with characters who are absolute dicks. Like, did you see that Coen Brothers movie, Inside Llewyn Davis? Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. And I, you don't you hardly know anything about the guy, and he's a total asshole, and he makes all the wrong decisions, and I love it. So, yeah, that's a good thing, absolutely.
0: It's a, That was a film that really left me, I mean, I'm still, like, deliberating about it, and It it freaked me out and it made me feel uncomfortable and I still like kind of making up my mind about it and I have to something that I have to see again for sure. And I struggle sometimes. It's it's hard with those films when there's no exposition, that there's like here's this character, this is you know like and this is them, just accept them for what they're doing. And in the Q and A he explained too that it's a film, or the the lead guy was saying that it's very much a film. It's like it's kind of left up to you. It's like make your own adventure about what's happening, because they don't explain much.
1: Totally, yeah, and that's good. That's good. The film should make you think. That's a good thing. The big Hollywood films, they don't make you think. I'm not it's saying, just oh, about They don't want you to think. They want to brainwash you. I'm not that kind of a film viewer, but <laughs> I do think that a good film uh, makes you want to expand on that world on yourself it doesn't need to show you everything up front that's a good film if the world of the film lives on in your mind that's a that's a great achievement
0: so what else would you uh what else do you want to leave me with or you know leave on this show before you depart out of austin uh, and okay. what do you want to say about film or anything in general
1: okay well two other good or your website or
0: talk about your website
1: yeah my website it's okay uh, <laughs> I just want to talk about films. Uh, two other good films at South by Southwest. One is actually coming out here in cinemas. It's called Sing Street. It's about it's about um, a young Irish kid who forms a band in the eighties. It's amazing. If you love music, you'll love this movie. And if you love movies, you'll love this movie. And there's one a teeny tiny small Canadian one called The Other Half, and it's about a woman with bipolar disorder, and it's completely different, but that's also very good. Yeah. And um oh, and my favorite Brad Pitt movie is Burn After Reading, the Coen Brothers film. Burn I After like Reading, yes. okay. that's good. Oh, I thought
0: you were saying you did, that was the movie you didn't like earlier. No, I do like that. But one. yeah, that was good. Yeah, he plays kind of, a, yeah, kind he, of an airhead. He doesn't air take head. himself so
1: very seriously. Yeah. But my secret favorite Brad Pitt movie is Legends of the Fall, but that's just because it's got really good hair in that. <laughs> <So> <laughs> that's it's a, that's it's a, good a movie. pretty good movie, but Great it's hair. like the English patient. You're not supposed to like it, but I do did like you, it.
0: Have you seen Lonesome Dove?
1: learn some dove like, yeah. like pigeon. No, I haven't.
0: Th- not the pigeon movie. What else do you wanna you wanna debunk any uh, rumors or uh, rumors? common like common? Well, like like Amsterdam.
1: Oh, that's a good one. Um, you want yeah common rumors of, or myths about Amsterdam? Myths, yeah. Yeah, we do smoke, but not all day, every day. But like yeah, obviously, yeah.
0: There's the marijuana thing, but that's yeah. not what all. That's not consumes your day
1: no it doesn't but it's socially we do smoke sometimes like once a week and it's fine Uh but i've smoked here as well so it's pretty much the same only it's officially legal there and it's not here but that's gonna happen uh also oh the red light district i see it maybe like twice a year because only tourists come there uh The Heineken Brewery—it's not a real brewery. It's the worst tourist attraction there is. Don't go there. (laughs) Don't go there. Uh, And the Anne Frank House is a place I've never been to, but probably should. That's what I have to say about Amsterdam. Or unless... Oh, and we have some good music venues if you like music. Paradiso, legendary place. Nirvana played there. The Rolling Stones played there. Prince played there. If you're ever in Amsterdam, go to Paradiso. It's a sacred place.
0: Perfect. Yeah, that was a good answer. Thank you. (laughs) Sophie Jansen for filmabides.nl and a new friend and a very nice person. Thank I, you. I, you enjoyed Austin? That's awesome. I'm I'm sorry we didn't get to hang out more and you have to go on your journey. I have to go to, to Boring Houston. To more. Yeah, I think you'll I think you're going to find that the other stops on your trip are going to be better than but I hope Houston's yeah. good. I hope Houston works out for you.
1: I hope so too. Thanks so much.
0: Awesome, thank you. Well, all right. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for pressing play and stay tuned. Got Wendy Kelowna on the next episode, an interview with her and some of her music. And the podcast is on Stitcher. You can listen to it and find it on Stitcher. And if you don't use that, maybe try it out for the first time. And you can discover other podcasts on there as well. So stay tuned for the Wendy Kelowna episode and go watch a good movie. Thank you. I'm out.